0: Welcome to the Good Bottle Podcast. Join Chris and Drew, two self-proclaimed boost pundits with a lifetime of industry experience as they walk you through the alcohol business and how today's headlines affect the industry. Each week, you guys will be joined by a special guest that will help
1: them break down these stories and offer their own expertise to the podcast. So, pour yourself a
0: glass of your favorite drink and sit back. This is the Good Bottle Podcast.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Good Bottle Podcast. I am your host, Chris and Claire, before we get started today on this uh, special episode, we got coming for you a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, you might have noticed last week we didn't drop an episode. It was really unfortunate. Drew and I had an amazing conversation with uh, with Damon Bolte, the host of the uh, Speakeasy podcast, or I guess co-host, because co-host, we talked to Southern Teague uh, you know, uh, last season. Um, Damon is rad. It's amazing. But he was in a really shitty spot with like, a really bad uh, uh, internet. So we just we couldn't save... The sound So sorry, everybody. We will have him back. It will yet yet again be another amazing uh, episode that you'll actually get to listen to this time. But for right now, that's just for Drew and I. We keep that one in our hearts. Uh, <laughs> moving on, uh, uh, we do have an upcoming live show we want to tell you all about. Sacramento Cocktail Week in June 6th. We're going to be live from Goldfield uh, Trading Company in uh, downtown trading Sacramento. Post. Trading post, trading company, trading post. Trading, yeah, post, trading post, trading post. It's the, it's the Western one.
0: <laughs> it's a, it's anyway, a stage. There's it's a, a stage involved.
1: It's great. And they've got sound and lighting and it'll be like more professional than what we normally do. And plus you'll get to be there. So June 6th market calendars. Uh, there will be a, an event bright coming pretty soon, but uh, we just want to get out, get there in front of you. So you guys buy your plane tickets now. Come see us. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, how you doing, buddy? How's your week going, man? You just came back.
0: Tell me about it. I just came back. Um, I finally, I finally made it back down to Oaxaca, the motherland of um, of mezcal. You know, over the past couple of years, I've been very, very, very fortunate to go to places um, like Michoacan and Jalisco and Sonora and um, and even down to Cabo. But I have not been back to Oaxaca, and that was remedied this past week. I uh, went out there with one of my new employers, and uh, I say that because we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. And um, it was great. You know, I think it's it's been almost almost five years. In fact, maybe yeah, just just shy of five years that um, that I've been there, and. It's crazy to think about that. I mean, obviously, a few of those years where trips were supposed to happen were interrupted by COVID. But um, the amount that that place has changed in five years is insane. In what way? So, I mean, so first of all, I saw dogs on leashes. That was not a thing the last time. Yeah. Usually, usually you see, you know, just kind of like. And don't don't get me wrong. The 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 perros were also still running amok. There was still quite a few free ones. Um, also just just being able to, I guess, interact and then also buy things way easier this go round. Um, you know, I don't know if it if that's a little bit of also the comfortability, but I also think that you know, the, the tourism has increased so significantly and it's and it's been such a boom for, for the local economy. It's like, I think a lot of places have made the effort to have, um, you know, like the, the correct credit card machines, you know, making it easy. Prices, you know, always visible for the most part. I mean, even some of the marketplaces, which, you know, were always, which was like one of the more overwhelming things for me the last time I was there, um, which is a lot more functional. And so you can kind of see them making making like progress there but it was still so so much its own unique place i got to go visit some some friends establishments as well which i've been looking forward to for years and they were amazing so um comer and uh Stilato, both amazing places so if you could find yourself in oaxaca please go there they're actually right next to each other so it's like um uh for your convenience it's definitely for your convenience. Like, you know, they both just have incredible agave collections and really, really good food too. So, um, so yeah, it, it was good. I, I was telling you before, before the pod started that I got a little loose with my Mexico rules in terms of the things I consumed. And, um, and my body's letting me know today that it was, it was time to, to not do that. You know, next time don't do that. Just, uh, you know, have your rules and stick to them. So when when did it hit
1: you? It hit you today or did it like start hitting you last night?
0: Um, it probably started hitting me last night. So today we're recording on a Sunday. I got home after a like 13 hour travel day, which Oof. is insane to think about considering Oof. that we're just in California. Yeah. But um uh although my Monday one was worse. That one ended up being what was it? like 20 hours just cuz of just a bunch of bullshit. Um but uh but yeah, so I got home late Friday night, felt pretty good yesterday and then last night started to feel not great. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just going to say that, you know. Here's my question though. Have you have you lost weight? Yeah, I have, which is great. Fucking I mean man. it's it's uh the the thing also is that when you go on these trips um you know you eat a lot but you tend to be like eating like really good food at least the ones yeah. that I go on right and so while there is a lot of consumption there's also just a ton of movement and walking right like you are just on the move the whole time I mean and then you get you get home from your planned day or you get back to the hotel and then it's like, okay, let's walk to this place. Let's walk to that place. And, and this the city, especially when we were sitting, we were staying right in the middle of Oaxaca, uh, Oaxaca city. So we're in Centro. And I mean, it was just, everything was just a few blocks away that you really wanted to go to. And then, um, and then outside of that, it just wasn't too far. So, so yes, thus far I have lost a little bit of weight and that. And that is great because both me and my, um, new business partner um, have decided that we both need to lose like 25 pounds. (laughs) So I'm off to a a great start. (laughs) uh, uh,
1: Carrie and I carries uh, an ex-employee of mine. uh, When we came back from, from uh, tequila, we both were very fast and loose with drinking water because we were very hungover and, um, and we both ended up gaining weight. Oh, that's the worst. It's the worst, the worst. It was terrible. I was like, oh man, at least at least there's a you know
0: something nice on the other end of all this terror. And there wasn't. <laughs> that is uh awful. Watch I'll probably jump on the scale tomorrow and I'll weigh like fifteen pounds more. Um so uh as I like rehydrate. But <laughs> no, it was it was great. And you know, and I and I look forward to getting into it a little bit more. We're gonna have some guests on the on the show that were also on the trip. I mean, I think the beautiful thing about traveling to countries like that is, um, you know, the people that you go with make a huge difference. And, Always. um, Always. and, and I would say that I've been really fortunate on most trips. My last trip, there was a couple of people that you were kind of like, uh, I don't know if I ever want to talk to them ever again. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, <laughs> this trip was awesome. Great group of people, really, really fun. Um, so, so it's great, and you know, and I think that just kind of leads to you know that our transition here. Um, first off, I, I can't believe that people are still listening to this, and I just want to say thank you to everyone that has tuned in and that share it with their friends and continue to get our voices out there. Although now with AI, that might be a bad thing, but anyways, <laughs> um, you know, going to make our job real- really easy. Or make a job really easy. Um, yeah, the job that pays us so much. Exactly. And uh, you know, for for Chris and I, this has always just been something to um, you know give us an excuse to reach out to people who we think are are awesome. And these were conversations that Chris and I were always having about different topics throughout the industry and how they affected us, and you know what our potential, uh, what the potential fallout could be or the benefit could be. And um, and this thing has steadily grown and there's more and more people that have heard of it and there's and you know when we get the numbers and we're we're in more and more different countries and we continue to get i don't want to say better guests but we're getting like higher profile guests and that's really awesome because it also inter- introduces us to a bigger group of people as well so we thought um because we had um We had Damon's episode lost into the ether. And then also we had to do some rescheduling this week just with uh, just a bunch of different stuff going on that we would do kind of a catch up because both of us, uh, Chris and I have been through a tremendous amount of changes over the past four months. And then we also kind of like have a lot of new listeners. So they're kind of like, hey, I mean, obviously, there's something that they appreciate about us, which I like because they continue to listen. But I like anybody
1: uh, that likes me. So that's already a good (laughs) start.
0: Yeah, so um so we thought that we would um just kind of talk a little bit about ourselves. I know the worst subject ever, but um, you know, kind of what we got going on. So we're gonna do a little bit of a um back and forth with each other and then don't worry, we still have our dope follows. And then uh this you know, depending on our rambling, I mean we're already 10 minutes in, maybe it won't be a short episode. <laughs> so <laughs> um but but Chris, why don't we start with you? So, oh boy, you know we start we start this podcast. You know, four or five years ago, four years ago. Um, basically, my idea was that you needed to have a more just touch points because of the bottle shop that you were about to open. Um in that time, uh, you know, the bottle shop was right next to the state capitol, which also made it ground zero for protests and all these different things during COVID and lockdowns and stuff like that. You have since closed that shop, but, and I think we mentioned it a few weeks ago, that is no longer the case. So why don't you give us an update on the new Good Bottle Location 2.0 and what your goal is for the Good Bottle Shop?
1: Oh, man. Um, yeah, I am like super excited to get back to having good bottle open again. I I like I genuinely miss it um, being being a being behind a bar and and being in a retail shop are two like diametrically opposed sort of hospitality concepts. Um, I think rarely people will attach hospitality to retail. Um, and I think that's probably why most people hate retail or at least working in retail. Um, but, but from from my perspective, bringing hospitality into the store has just made it so much more fun. You know, we really build, build a strong community there. And, um, it's, it's surprisingly, it's actually grown since we've closed. I've had a lot of people come up to me uh in the past couple months and um and be like oh man i like i heard your opening this is so exciting i only found out about your store after you closed <laughs> i was like well oh, fuck that yeah, that sucks but yeah we're we're getting open so stay excited uh we're moving so Sacramento for those of you who are not familiar with uh, with our city much like most moderate metropolitan areas is broken into different subsections for us, our downtown area is uh, wow. That was a really loud chair.
0: Yep, sorry, <laughs> um, getting comfy.
1: Our downtown, our downtown area is broken up into two two main sections. The whole area is kind of called the grid uh, because you know streets, uh, and um, uh, you have downtown area which tends to be a little bit more on the business side of things, and then the midtown area which tends to be a little bit more residential. So I uh, we were originally located right across the street. Uh, from the state capitol, very much just like Drew said. Um, And um, that, you know, despite going through all of COVID and surviving, not definitely not thriving, but surviving, um, once all the COVID restrictions lifted and all the construction just began, um, we were decimated. I mean, it just crushed all of our business. Uh, Nobody wanted to come downtown anymore, already on top of not wanting to come downtown with, all of you know all of the protests and everything like that that were going on. The the trucker rallies that would drive around the state capitol you know, weekends on end for months and months straight was just just awful. Uh, and it was awful being there. Um, so now moving into a residential neighborhood, very uh, right across the street from from uh, Jungle Bird, the Tiki Bar here in Sacramento, two blocks away from Red Rabbit. So it's like it kind of is like a like a homecoming, you know, like getting back into the old hood. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. It's an, it's an area of Sacramento I'm really comfortable with. And um, I think, I, I really think we'll do well. You know, it's parking is still street parking. We don't have a parking lot or anything like that,
0: but at least it's,
1: it's not chaotic. You know, everybody understands what's happening. So.
0: Right. So, and, and it's a, it's a pink building that you're going to, is that going to stay the color?
1: Fuck yeah, it is. Absolutely. (laughs) Awesome.
0: It is the. It's uh, going to be impossible
1: to miss. I've been telling people it is the uh, it is the retail equivalent of light the beam. (laughs) Oh my gosh! So for our non
0: our non Sacramento uh, you know listeners, that is obviously the that's the new mantra of the Sacramento Kings, who are finally having some success this season. And every time they win, they light this just unbelievable laser or something. Yeah, into it, the, I mean, I think, into these, the, I think it's actually a laser. They had
1: to get, uh, um, FAA approval to light it <laughs> every time they light amazing. it. That's uh, great. So it's, it's fucking bright. Uh, yeah, it's a it's giant, a giant purple beam that goes up into the sky to let everybody know that we won. Uh, <laughs> so now I got a giant pink building. Uh, you know, it's funny when, when, uh, I was taking a walkthrough of the space, the, the realtor was like, you know, don't worry. We'll, you know, we'll paint it over, Uh, and I was like, "Don't you fucking touch it!" <laughs> like, really? And I was like, "Absolutely, do not touch this." I like, just I'll just, gives
0: gives I'll you clean a sense it up. of really like what he's into, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just leave me with the most ridiculous thing. This is the most ridiculous color ever. Look, well, man, that's it, great. It's like
1: so, pink. It matches. It already matches with you know for for good. Bottle our our cuddle cuddles are. I've been hanging out with my daughter all day, so sorry. Our colors <laughs> are, um, are, you know, like teal and pink and, and light blue. Very, you know, mid mod. Um, right. So it fits, you know, we'll it add some cold on it. We'll, we'll throw some teal in there and it'll work.
0: Well, I'm excited. And um, and the best thing that ever happened to you, your wife, Jen, is actually coming in as like the full blown partner on this one. Correct. Yeah, she's been doing a lot of work. <laughs> yeah and she's been doing a lot of work that's uh, it's, awesome it's really good
1: she well she's you know she's the organized one you know i right I, I run around and i talk to people and i make shit happen but she uh you know when it comes to like filing proper paperwork and shit like that she keeps me
0: organized and make sure that i like <coughs> i sign on the right dotted line there you go There you go. Well, um, I'm sure people are very, very excited um, about that. Well, for the ones that went before, will there be any new features from the last bottle shop versus this one?
1: Yeah, I think we're going to increase the beer uh, selection. We're going to increase the overall selection because the retail floor is is slightly larger. Um, I'm also working with a chef from Bodega uh, to uh, put out a deli. Uh, like a deli refrigerator so you can get some some dope like deli bodega food uh, from from good bottle Uh, so swoop that up in midtown
0: that's great yeah it is uh that's located
1: right next to this um this this corner market uh that used to sell really rad sandwiches back in the day before it burnt down Uh, and the new owner just doesn't do sandwiches and the whole neighborhood's kind of upset about it so we'll We'll just put a little sandwich,
0: a little like sandwich fridge up there. Could um, you imagine yeah. if you, you buy this building and people are like, "Where's the sandwiches?" You're like, "I did not get into the sandwich business," <laughs> and then now everybody hates me. Like, what the that's fuck? Right. Yeah, so like I thought I bought a little market, and you're now you're telling me I gotta make sandwiches.
1: <laughs> the sandwiches were bomb. That's that's I'm the sure. Thing. The, I'm the sure they were. Fire.
0: I just, yep. you know, I I mean, I feel for them. I feel for the people who are just trying to open up a little corner store. Want to sell a bag of chips? They're like, <laughs> "Where's my salami sandwich?" They're like, "What salami sandwich are you talking about?" You know, it's a it's a cruel world out there. Well, but that's so,
1: great. So, Drew, you started. You started, like you said, you when you went down to Mexico with one of your new. Em, how are you saying it? employers, partners? Like, what what's the deal? Because you you grew. Yeah. Like like what you're doing.
0: Yes, so um, so I spent the last five years at JVS Imports, um, which I owe, Sam and Val the world for that opportunity. I mean, it, it just I learned so much underneath both those guys, and then also my former boss Robert uh, as well, and then also just the amazing people I worked with. Um, it was great. It was awesome. Um, I just felt like it was time for me to to mix things up a little bit and kind of go out on my own. And, you know, I reached out to a few people that some of some brands that I'd really liked and, um, was basically trying to, uh, you know, pitch a job. I mean, I, you know, it's funny when we were talking to, um, uh, Keola from uh Spear bomb. I mean, she actually ended up being a huge source of inspiration for that. And, um, cause that's basically what she did with them was she just kept reaching out and basically made her own job. um, so I was I was doing that, and then kind of along the way, I was presented with an opportunity to join a broker. Now, in our business, uh, brokers are pretty common when it comes to wine sales. Uh, typically, a wine rep could have anywhere from three, you know, or like one to three different portfolios, which is to say that they sell these different wines from all these different people. It's all underneath just them, but it's from different suppliers. Um, and they're just kind of like the the middleman there. The reason that they do that is because not everybody can afford to have sales reps and representation and things like that. But that is exactly the same case with, with um, Spirits. But People don't do that with spirits. Um, There's definitely third-party agencies. Um, MKTG comes to mind. They're a big one uh, and a few others that will handle like promos and hire brand ambassadors and things like that. I think Green Agency is another big one. Um, But those are really more so about um, driving consumer engagement, potentially trade engagement. Uh, The guys that I joined, known as the Beverage Accelerator... Um, was just uh, is is more focused on the sales aspect and really driving volume for the different items that they have in house. Um, basically, what they ended up doing was they you know made me an offer where my focus would be on the Lost Explorer Mezcal, who I was with this past week, and then uh, Casca Bell Tequila, and then I also have um, the availability to do. A bunch of other different things. I also, when they did that, they they made me an independent contractor, which has opened me up to numerous opportunities with other brands as well to do um, some commission-based work with them too. So it's uh, basically my thought process is like, I want all the different items that I work with to complement each other. And I want them, I don't want any cannibalizing, right? Because I also am just one person. So I can't, I don't want to stress myself too thin either. So, you know, bringing, bringing on people and, and working with brands that, that I really like and fit Figuring out deals that make sense for everybody has been a lot of fun. And it's been, you know, four months of this. And I, I, uh, I guess I, I mean, I, I'm always a big advocate of this, but like I'm making more money than I've ever made before, which is amazing. Um, and, uh, and, you know, you continue to get opportunities with people and um, which is, which is really great. And I think what I'm hoping is, is that we can continue to grow this business and, kind of carve out a new way of uh of doing this or or adding another step for people because you know I think so often when you have brands that are coming in there's kind of like like, hey, this is great. You know, we're we're with this distributor, we're with that distributor. Um and how do we how do we get noticed? You know, when you're in some of these books that have a thousand, three thousand, five thousand items, it's really hard to stand out. So my company is now part of that and finding ways to get growth through partnerships and activations and things like that. So it's a little bit of everything, which is what I really like. I mean, I always joke that I have a little squirrel brain, so I need to constantly be pushed in new ways. And so I'm managing, you know, my numbers, I'm managing my distributors because I work with various distributors now because I have brands across all the different ones. And that's really, really interesting too. Um and uh it's been awesome Uh, how do you keep how do
1: you keep the sort of the the different cultures and rules of
0: of all the different you know uh uh, distributors it's a lot of brain it's a lot of uh well it's a lot of trial and error i'll tell you that um it's i've definitely made some mistakes along the way about how i've gone about things um And, you know, with some, with some of the organizations, like they don't give a shit, they're small, they're like, "Oh, okay, we'll we'll just do it this way. We'll do it that way. Or I'll be like, hey, you mess this up to do it this way. You know, some of the bigger organizations are kind of like, like, what is he doing doing this? And I'm like, well, you know, really what it comes down to, and it's so funny, it's, it's all communication and putting together systems for myself and for the people that I'm working with where it's like, how do we achieve this common goal that we have? And so, you know, you're, it's a much different conversation that I'm having with people when it comes to Bell tequila versus someone when I'm talking about Bardstown bourbon, right? Those are just two completely different beasts. So with that being the case, it's, um, you know, it's putting together the the tools to be like okay this is what I'm working on today this is what I'm working on tomorrow these are the things I need to follow up on and it's just I mean it's it, I I've always said that like don't don't give me any admin just let me go do my thing and like now I'm doing more admin than I've ever done before but it doesn't seem as bad I don't know why because I guess maybe because I decided to do it no one's like send it to me you know what I mean so that's so that's really great. But um, but yeah, I mean, professionally speaking, it's it's been really fun. There's been a lot of cool, like I said, cool opportunities. We got to go down to Sonora earlier this year. Uh, that was with one of the brands that's in the TBA book. And um, like I said, Lost Explorer this past week. Finally got to meet people from all over the world who are on this brand and then got to learn a lot more um, about what they're doing and saw some things that I've never seen before in the Palenque. So like what? So yeah, it was awesome. It's great. What did you see that you'd never seen before? Um, I don't know what I'm allowed to discuss yet, which I think, which I think is kind of funny. Um, You know, in a world where I'm always pushing for transparency, um, (laughs) there was like, because like the thing, the thing with the Lost Explorer, which I've come, which I have a deep appreciation for is, you know, they have a bunch of former Diageo people and, you know, Diageo being being the biggest uh, spirit supplier in the world. And they are very meticulous about everything they do. So when information comes out, they want it to come out in a very meticulous way because they don't want confusion with it. They don't want um, any misrepresentation of it. And so it's, you know, on one hand, that's where like I'm having to learn, right? Because to me, I'm like, this is fucking great. Let's tell everybody, you know, like I'm going to go jump on the rooftop right now. They're like holding me back being like, no, 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 no. We know it's great we're going to announce it, but we want to do it in a very specific way. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but I can just go do it right now. I have a podcast, you know? So um, it's, it's part of, it's part of that learning stuff. But I think like the things that I can talk about is, you know, they're, they're the team that they have employed there. So there's two teams. One team is all on production and um, it was great because it's like all the guys are wearing matching polos they got um they're all issued like brand new boots to work and they just i mean they are just efficient and they are just getting after it um and then they have a team of uh a team of women who have been brought in by uh the the maestro's wife um lala and lala is a classically trained chef and so she has now started to because they have this big team she is making food for them every day and it requires a team to do so. Um, and it was just really, it's just really fun. And they're also teaching, you know, some of these women like how to cook these different things and maybe potentially lead to them restaurant jobs and stuff in the future. I don't know. Right. But, um Yeah, it was, it was just really cool. And it, you know, and, and again, like the, the, uh, every maestro I've ever met is definitely like the biggest fan of themselves. Right. Like they are just, They are just drinking the Kool-Aid on whatever they make. And uh and Fortino was no different. Uh, he was really great. He might have been a little bit more poetic than some of the other ones that I had met, but it was really funny to kind of or not funny, but it was it was it was interesting to hear him talk about the aspirations of the brand and wanting to be the best in the world and and all that stuff. And I was kind of like, okay, cool, I get to be a part of this. So, you know, I hope to share more. You know, of the stories like from this past trip. And then, you know, also, like I said, bring on some of the people onto the show and, uh, you know, just kind of go from there. Um, But it was, it was awesome. And I can't wait to, you know, especially to the off air talk with you, Chris, where I can tell you all the things I'm not supposed to say publicly. Yeah, I can't wait. uh, Yeah, great. Fantastic. (laughs) I have my limits. Um, Okay. So, you know, what some of the other things that you mentioned too, and we've been, we've been actually doing a lot of collaborative work um, over the past couple of months is that, Bodega. Still going. Still going strong. Um, give us, give the listeners an update on this little rad bar restaurant that you and Raf and Mr. Matt Brown put together.
1: Man, uh, that's a, that's one that I'm still trying to wrap my brain around because uh, you know, we we talked to uh, uh Nick Amano Dolan uh, a few episodes ago and, and he had this Great way of describing trick dog, which is like, you know, it's, it's, it's still a bar with bar problems and and bodega is very much a bar with bar problems. Like my staff still like loses equipment for some reason. Like I, I don't get it. I don't know where it goes. Stuff that we spend money (laughs) on. It just disappears. You know, like we break glassware just like everywhere else, and no one can blame it on me this time because I spend less time behind the bar. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's it's just one of those things. It's just what happens. You know, there's lots of things that need to happen. There's still build out that needs to exist. We're still growing as a as a brand, as a company, as a culture, uh, as a community. Um, But it's for for opening something that's so unique in, in. in Northern California being like Caribbean inspired food um, in a a small little like offshoot, like suburban neighborhood of the city of Sacramento and people, people just lose their shit over it. And it's really cool, man. And, And, and on top of that, more than like, I think the excitement people have about trying it for the first time, it's the, it's the people who've like come back over and over and over again for for any any number of reasons like we have people who live right down the street and we see them sometimes twice a day and it's dope and they're great and like i have like they have my phone number i have their phone numbers and like they send me things they ask me questions and i talk to them it's like literally have built more community within this neighborhood i've lived in this neighborhood that i live in uh, it's called like pocket greenhaven neighborhood i've lived down here for fuck i think like nine ten years um with my now wife and and i couldn't give two shits about anything that was down here through a majority of that time opening this place has made me fully embrace the neighborhood realize how wrong i was about like actually giving a shit about my neighbors and it's fucking cool man like you know we have like husbands and wives who come in like four times a week and they just like come in and have happy hour while their kids are like doing homework after they got home from school, shit like that. Um, You know, we got, you know, people who bring in their first dates. We have people, we have this one couple who drives up from Oakland, like at least once a month uh, to come in and hang out. Um, And it's just rad. It's so much fun. Um, And, and my partners are so diligent and so um, humble and, and, They're so concerned about fucking it all up that it just makes it so great. Like we all have this um, amazing sense of like deer in the headlights fear about us of like, Oh my God, we actually like did something cool. Fuck. What do we like? How do we not fuck this up? (laughs) Like, this is, this is really great. Let's not do anything wrong. Um, and so we we find ourselves in this like constant scramble of like trying to stay ahead of it. Um, but also but also calling each other out when we're like too stressed out or working too hard or, you know, any of the number of things that owners typically go through and and our staff is, you know, they're phenomenal, man. Like they, they're in it. Like they own it. It's cool. It's they, honestly, a it's a dream bar that I didn't even realize would turn out to be a dream bar. That's great.
0: I'd love to hear that. I mean, you know, again, so for our new listeners, you know, between the two of us, we do have, all this, all these different years of experience, all these different things, and um, you know, to kind of, I, I look at both of our situations now, and it's just kind of like, man, what a, what a whirlwind, you know, the last ten years have been, and you know, to get to this place where I feel like both of us are, at least, you know, feel like we have our, our, uh, our hands on the reins a little bit. I mean, it's still, it's still chaos, and I sometimes describe, you know my especially my work and working with tba as like being on a roller coaster where the seatbelt's broken but you can still hold on so it's still fun <laughs> but it's also like terrifying um but it, you know but again like this is uh we we have a lot of the angles covered on on this podcast in terms of our experience and what we're still continuing to do and and fortunately you know there's something there's something really weird about telling somebody that they're cool and they wanted to have a chat with them. But if you tell them they're cool and you want to be on their, and you want to be on your podcast, then they say yes. And so it's, uh, we've been lucky. We're going to continue to bring on really cool people. Of course, we're always open to suggestions. We're always open to different opportunities. Um, And, uh, you know, again, we just want to say thank you guys. Hopefully you get a little bit more insight into like what we're into right now. Um, If you have any questions that maybe you're kind of like, oh, why does do you think this? Or why did Chris say that? Like, let us know, hit us up on one of the social medias. Eventually I'll remember the password for our email and I'll get back into that. But, um, you know, do you, are, th- you,
1: are you, are you, I got a question before, before we move on. Are, are you, um, continuing your education in any way? Cause I know, I know for me, I was presented the opportunity to take uh, to take an exam to add some letters behind my name and I'm about to do that <laughs> this week. I'm stoked on it, but like your education, a lot of it is hands-on, but, but do you, you know, I, I know Diageo with like their whiskey masters and whatnot make get them to take all, all sorts of exams and whatnot. You're working with, uh, with Travis. Travis was kettle one, uh, forever. He was Mr. Kettle one, you know, does, is he getting you to take exams? Like what, what, what's happening here?
0: I mean, I'm always, I'm always trying to push myself, uh, and I think that, and I think that's something that is probably what made us friends initially. Is that we're kind of always diving into different things. So I've been doing, um, I've been doing some classes via like the Napa Wine Academy. Yeah. Um, right now, my big point of emphasis is trying to learn Spanish. I'm sick and tired of going to Mexico and not knowing how to sp- how to speak Spanish. So that that's actually been more of what I've been focused on as of recently. But, um, you know, I, I, always go back and forth. I mean, we've, we've talked about this at length, you know, what does something like the W set mean behind your name? And so the W set is, um, is a spirit certification that you can, that you can get, um, you know, via studying and then taking all these different tests. And, um, I think, I think for a lot of, I, I think there's a lot of value in it, but it's also, you know, there is expense involved as well. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's new agave educations too. I mean, there's, there's rum educations. Uh, you know, I, both of our spirits libraries are ridiculous. Right. And, yeah. Um, yeah. and I think I've given away just as many as I've bought, which is insane. Um, because I want people to continue to learn and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm always going to be learning and I'm always going to tap in other people. And unfortunately our network has continued to grow that you can find things out and you can get linked up with stuff but but i'm excited for you i mean you know a couple couple letters behind the name um even if people don't know what necessarily goes into that stuff people can always appreciate certifications right because they know that something had to happen in order for you to receive that so even if they don't know necessarily what it is they can respect the work you know even yeah. if it is yeah. something that you know, like, let's say like the CRT certification is like a two day thing. So that's not necessarily crazy, but it is what it is. Um, it's, it's funny
1: because it's like my parents. My parents have no idea like what I do. But the fact that like I'm getting a certification about it, they're like, oh, that's amazing. And my, you know, like, my, <laughs> and my folks are academics, right? And like my dad's got a Ph.D. And my stepmom's got, a, you know, got her master's. My mom's got her master's, you know, so that they understand what that means. But like right. every time I get like, like, hey, I just took this test. They're like, oh, my God, what test? Like, what did that? what did that entail? And I was like, well,
0: I sat, sat in front of a computer just like you did. It's the same, right. same thing. <laughs> <Fun>. <laughs> well, and, I mean, and yeah, for any of our listeners, you know, have some stuff that, that you think that we should look into. I mean, yeah, I'm always trying to, I'm always trying to learn. I mean, I think the, that's the beautiful thing about this industry too, is that you have to be pragmatic and you have to be fluid because it's constantly changing. And you know, what you think is going to be the next big thing, it's not. And then, you know, you, you, you want to be able to carry conversations. I mean, like I can't go into the most in-depth conversation about cognac the same way that I can about agave, but I can talk about cognac. Right. And um, I think we both take a lot of pride in that. And then, but we also take a lot of pride in the fact that we still, we still uh, acknowledge the fact that we don't know shit and we're still learning. And um, let's
1: have the fun, right? I mean, the the learning is what keeps, keeps, I think you and I going,
0: Yeah. And I think that's, and I, and and I hope that's what people get out of this podcast as well is that, you know, you walk away with some things that you've, that you've learned. I mean, I always, I always say that when I do my, you know, private tastings and trainings and things like that, where it's like, Hey, just, if you can walk away with one thing, that's a success for me. So for our listeners, if you can walk away with learning something, um, at least one thing after each episode, um, you know, so maybe I don't know what you would have learned today. Maybe don't drink the water in Mexico. Um, but um you know, so I think we all know that, but sometimes you get frivolous. Um No, that's 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 what we want. And and again, it's something that you know we we do have a lot of things underneath our belt already and a lot of trainings and and you know, and all this stuff that we've learned before, but you can always learn more, and we're we're happy to do it. We're happy to open ourselves to it because there's always going to be someone who knows more than you do, right? And yeah, and I want sm- to talk to them. Yeah, and if you're the smartest person <laughs> yeah. in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, I, I I don't have anything on the horizon. There's a couple that I've kind of put on the back burner. I had one that was sent to me, and I feel so terrible because they like gifted it to me, but it was a Pisco. One that I really want to do this Pisco certification. I never, Neat. I Neat. never drink Pisco. Really?
1: But, dude, I, one of my, one of like the dopest experiences I've ever had in my life drinking booze was with Pisco. My, uh, my brother and I woke up. We, my, my brother took me to Peru, I want to say like 10 years ago. Um, and, uh, my, my brother, specialized for a lot of his career Uh, he's a doctor specialized a lot of his career in equatorial diseases um just because that's where that's where a lot of disease and uh, plagues and whatnot stems from around the world right so if you can have a grasp on that and do the work in that area you'll understand sort of what's going to happen globally or not right um, and, and so his concentration was always on there and also always doing um, uh, medical missionary work, very much like our friend Chase does uh, down in Haiti. Um, mm-hmm. So we of St. Of Saint Benevolence, So go drink that it's shit. It's fucking
0: delicious. Yeah. Uh, so we were,
1: we were in Peru, obviously first time in Peru, we're going to Machu Picchu. So we wake up before dawn. We get up to Machu Picchu. You're not supposed to bring booze into into the Machu Picchu National Park, but uh, if you have a canteen full of water, no one's gonna check. Uh, <laughs> and that was what the uh, the locals told me um, uh, when when we were there. So, brought two canteens, one with pisco, one with water. Hiked up to the top. We hiked up to the top of the Sun Gate. So it's this uh, it's this area where the sun just sort of like comes over from behind and goes through like this very picturesque like rock formation uh that was man-made insanely beautiful um uh and we were on our way up it it's it's this big hike you gotta get up this hill and there are all these tourists all they're all the way already on their way down which was mind-boggling to me and i like it just reminded me why people hate like tourists and foreigners and so much (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like you're hiking up to a sun gate before the sunrise. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you hiking down now? You're like, ah, I saw it, gotta see the next thing, gotta go. Uh anyway, so we get up there before sunrise, we sit down, and um there's just a, a bunch of people just hanging out at the top of this hill waiting for the sunrise. And we're just passing this canteen of pisco around. And when the sun starts to come up and shine through the sun gate and hits the far side of the mountaintop that is machu picchu it was so fucking beautiful i was moved to tears and i i i i I think maybe maybe my daughter being born brought me to tears you know not like boohoo sobbing but definitely getting like one or two coming out right and uh you know i've never seen anything so beautiful and it just stays with me fucking like every time i drink pisco that's what i think of it's fucking incredible
0: well, I got to tell you, if my certification doesn't result in me crying a little bit, then what is he, what are we even doing? Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I mean, I think that's awesome. And and one of the things that you'll hear us talk about on the show a lot too is that, you know, we don't necessarily have a favorite spirit and our favorite memories are not necessarily tied to the spirit itself, but usually who we're with. And um you know, as we continue to to grow this thing and continue to, to do all this fun stuff, are really, really excited about some of the things that we have coming up, like the live show that Chris mentioned earlier, and then also a couple of guests that have inquired about being on that I need to get back to and make happen. So, um, you know, we're not doing top stories today, but... There have been there's, some though. I can't wait to get to some of these. There there have been, yeah. We always go back and forth. I, I want you guys to know we we do really talk about this stuff all week. It's not just like completely off the cuff. Like there's a lot of things that there was there we, was
1: there was one that I sent Drew this week and I was like, please tell me you've seen this. This is just <laughs> this is just outrageous.
0: It's so good. It's <laughs> you know, just wait. We'll be, we'll be tipping our glasses and enjoying some champagne of beers before you know it. Um but uh but because it's my favorite segment, I think it's time that we do some Dope Follows. You know who's dope? Them over there. So our Dope Follows is something that we do every single episode. It is my favorite because we get to share with you who we think are rad, are awesome, things that you should be checking out that's going to add net um, positive to your life. It could be other podcasts, and as long as you keep listening to ours, movies, TV shows, um I mean, I'm playing a video game I'm obsessed with right now. Maybe I'll mention that one. Um, it doesn't really matter. We're gonna tell you about it. You go check it out. So, Chris, started off. Who's your dope follow?
1: It's funny that you mentioned video game because I, I, um, I have a wife who doesn't really let me play like console video games very often because uh, the TV is either occupied by our daughter or, uh, or I have to spend time with her and it's in the central area. So I don't, I don't have a TV like in my office like Drew does, where he gets to like.
0: Get alone, control.
1: get alone time and, and do his <laughs> thing. Uh, um, but um, I got really tired of playing uh, Angry Birds on my phone. Um, as much as I really, really, really love Angry Birds, it was just like getting insanely repetitious and I couldn't continue. So I downloaded this game. I wanted something just so different, entirely different. And so I downloaded this game called GRI or Gris, G R I S. And it's this insanely beautiful artistic game of uh, this woman going through this world. There's like very little stress about the game. You're not like fighting anything. You're literally just going through this world. There's in- beautiful music, beautiful artwork. Um, and you're just traveling through this world, and the world starts to sort of unfold around you as you progress through the game. It's gorgeous. It's a lot of fun. It's been honestly really calming to play a video game. I've never had a video game that made me feel like at peace uh and this
0: definitely does it it's it's great so okay so first of all, I think Greece, you know yeah that means gray right in Spanish right right um are you familiar with what this genre of gaming is called? No, no clue, okay, so my wife Caitlin, who you know mentioned on the show before and stuff like that. Total boss, total badass, you know, breadwinner, all the fun things, right? She plays almost as many video games as I do. But she does it either on her phone or on her or on her Nintendo Switch, which is pretty actually common if you look into the studies, which yes, there have been studies done on this. She plays all of those types of games. And those games are called cozy gaming. Cozy gaming? gaming? Yeah, cozy gaming. or comfy. It's one of the two. And it's and the whole mindset is is yeah, you're just enjoying yourself. You're going you're going through these beautiful worlds. There's no stress. I mean she has a she has a um a game where she like packs things. Where she <laughs> It's a Marie Kondo game. Yeah, like she where she redesigns houses. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, she got the she got the Harry Potter game and she makes uh-huh. me do all the makes me do all the fighting scenes while she does all the fun just go and be a gryffindor and run around hogwarts thing you know so like i get the call it's like okay, i gotta go up and fight some fucking orc who I've, who I've i've never played the game and i'm like okay i guess it's just gonna be like everything else but uh but yeah it's a like cozy gaming there's entire um like genre list now that you can look up so if you like that one there's a million other ones i've i've watched her play him i've downloaded some on my on my PlayStation 4. I'm, I mean, I get it. I haven't found the one that's like, okay, this is fun. Like right now the game I'm playing is, is a freaking apocalyptic zombie game. So it is definitely fucking I mean, I I
1: still, I still like that, but I got, I got to tell you what really did it for me was um, I was suffering from this inner ear issue like a month ago and I had started to lose, lose my hearing and that was stressing me the fuck out. And I had this crazy bout of, uh, I say tinnitus. I think it's tinnitus whatever. It's like that really heavy ringing in your ear. And the best way to get rid of that is through calm music. And so the soundtrack on this video game was what did it for me. So I could just turn on the the game
0: and the music
1: was able to like
0: calm all that down for me. Um, and so, that's what
1: really got me into it.
0: So it is. So it is cozy. It's cozy gaming. Um, also called comfort gaming is a type mm-hmm. of gameplay that emphasizes relaxation, comfort, and self-care. Dude, our generation is so weak. I love it. Like, we're just kind of like, <laughs> Hey like, man, we... I, I spent my childhood jumping on mushroom heads. It's okay. <laughs> Which by the way, have you seen Mario yet? Not yet. In the not yet. Bro, not yet. it's so, it's so good. It's so good. Take Mello or take me. I'll go again. It's fucking right. awesome. Um. Okay. So, so, you know, we've mentioned the the Damon Bolte episode a couple times and I was really bummed when it, when Chris couldn't salvage it. And I know, you know, it just, it's just a bummer um but my do follow for that episode was actually a podcast i've been listening to and it's really really good and i think the people who enjoy this podcast will enjoy that one as well
1: i almost stole it from you for this uh, for my dope <laughs> for this one, been, because it's so very mad.
0: good i've been so bad so it's called vin so v-i-n um f- like famous so it is a podcast that's put on by wine enthusiasts, and they cover different stories throughout, um, like wine history that were like somewhat scandalous or anything like that. So, um, you know, one of them was like the Randy Kirazon episode, which if you're, uh, if you're an OG, good. You mean, Rudy, fan, like Rudy one? Rudy one. There we go. Sorry, I don't man, know you really butchered that one. I did. That's why you're here. Um. See, that's what, we about that's what we keep doing this. But uh, so that was it. Um, and then they also had one about this uh, like warehouse full of amazing Yo, that, wines. That
1: fire story was incredible.
0: Yeah. So good. So good. And then they also talk about just like a little bit of history of booze and how actually, um, you know, our ancestors were a lot more sophisticated when it came to their drinking than, uh, than we thought. So Really, really good stuff. Again, called Vinfamous. I think there are three or four episodes in. Check it out. Um, you know what I learned?
1: Uh, what it connected that that episode about about the Romans drinking lead, um, really connected a lot of dots for me. Um, uh, moving forward through through sort of booze history to modern times. I was having a conversation with one of my with one of my um, younger bartenders, and we were talking about dry gin, and we were talking about old Tom gin and we were talking about Jennifer and whatnot and um and one of the things that really clicked for me at that point in time was why lead was so prolific in booze making and it was because it's sweet which is incredible. Like I, I didn't know that I had no idea. Like, cause I don't drink a fuckload of leaded, whatever. (laughs) So how am I going to know that? So it's incredible to have that like little piece that I, that like I was able to draw from that, that I didn't even learn this piece about gin. And I was just able to like draw that inference forward. It's a great podcast. It really is.
0: It it really is. Yeah. And I mean, and yeah, without, without spoiling it, I mean, it was just, you know, there's, there's theories that the Roman empire was partly brought down by the fact that its leaders were being poisoned by the lead that was in, that was in their wine. And it turns out that they were well aware of the fact that lead was not good for them. And uh, it was a way to sweeten up their wines And, um, people didn't do it a whole lot, but they did do it. And I just love the fact that, you know, just for centuries, people have been like, I know it's not good for me, but it tastes good. So I'm going to do it. So I mean, that's like human nature, baby, (laughs) human nature to a T. Um, but uh, yeah, go check it out. It is, it is awesome. You guys will love it. We're actually going to, um, have some people involved with that on, on the podcast soon. And then, um, it's going to be, it's going to be great. So, uh, you know what, those were some pretty dope follows.
1: The music for the good bottle podcast is orchestrated by Leon and chase Moore and produced pretty damn well by us two guys. If you have enjoyed this episode, which clearly we know you did, you've made it this far. <laughs> you've bought your, you've bought in. Uh, we ask that you subscribe and please leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Let all the world know every single one of them motherfuckers out there. Simple things like that make a huge difference for a teeny tiny little podcast like ours.
0: Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at The Good Bottle Podcast or on our personal accounts. Mine is dgarrison6. Chris is Chris Sinflair. Um, and we don't have a guest today, but I do want to give a shout out to a little off the top pod who they've been guests on another Sacramento podcast. They just recorded their hundredth episode yesterday. Hey. So, uh, super proud of those guys. Uh, I love their conversations. They're completely ridiculous. None of them make sense. There's no rhyme or reason to it. <laughs> and it just, it, it's like, you're hanging out with buddies. I love them. So uh, a little off the top pod Now I'm going I'm to plug them since we don't have a guest to plug. That's great. That's- perfect i love those guys
1: uh as always we would like you to uh uh we would like to thank you for tuning in listening to this buffoonery if there's anyone you think we should talk to reach out to us and we'll make sure that drew gets uh his liquid courage up to ask
0: yeah i think i'm gonna be taking a break because i drank so much in mexico this past week but uh nope, if i have can't to do it you need to <laughs> drink in order to ask that's that's how i get that liquid courage okay all right i do it because i care, you guys. <laughs> Cheers, Uh, homie. Cheers, buddy. Love you too, man. Thank you, listeners, for dealing with that. So much for being short, huh? Yeah. Well, we love you guys too.